Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. We're just talking about the Twilight Zone. I have the action figures for five characters in search of an exit. Okay, yeah, and I like uh, Serve Man. That's always been my favorite. That's interesting. So when was the first time you got to see it? What, uh, Twilight Zone? That episode of the Twilight Zone. Uh, wow. I was like 10 years old. Oh, wow, that's really young. Yeah, I was 10 years old. I'm watching it, and I'm like, wait, are they going to eat them? What? <laughs> what? Uh, when I was in, in high school, one of our English teachers, I don't know if, like, things went sideways in her life or, like, what was going on with her, but for an entire semester, all we did was watch The Twilight Zone. And I don't know why. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why. But one of the episodes was Five Characters in Search of an Exit. And it, the twist of it really just blew me away. And I, I just couldn't believe how how intense that show was and how how suspenseful it was without all that blood and gore that we got nowadays. Child's Play was a big movie. Had just come out, not the remake, when I was in school. And we got to see Living Doll as a comparison to it. And I was like, Living Doll was much scarier to me. Yeah, li Living Doll was pretty creepy. It scared me much more than Child's Play did. Because yeah. Blood and Guts isn't scary. It's most often just gross. Mm -hmm. And the one that always got me that I always remember is, uh, other than to serve man, was the Burgess Meredith one. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Where he's like all alone on the planet, and then he breaks his glasses as he's about to read. Yeah, that's sad. He's like, oh, there was time now. Oh, there's still time. I mean, he might not be able to see from a distance, but if you get that book up close enough, you'll be all right. As, as a former blind person, I can just tell you right now, I couldn't see, I wouldn't be able to see the letters on this keyboard without my glasses. But if I held up the keyboard close enough to my face, I mean, we're talking mere inches from my face. I'd be able to see it. <laughs> so I'm like, he could read those books if he applies himself, you know? If he applies himself. He could get them. You could get them just fine. And maybe there's large print books. Like, he's like, oh, no, all this. He grabbed all of those books, broke his glasses, and be like, I guess back to the library for the large print edition. Because he's <laughs> the only one there. He's got all that time. Yeah. Have you seen the new ones, though, on uh, CBS Access? Uh, no, I won't give CBS 10 of my dollars. No? So, uh, yeah, I could uh, get it by nefarious means, like I do for not even Not even for Picard? Relax, I watch Picard. Okay. <laughs> Just like every time, well, I saw the first remake of The Twilight Zone, I saw the first episode of that back in like the 90s, and I was like, this is garbage, we're not watching that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that one. And while I like Jordan Peele a great deal, he was like, we made The Twilight Zone again, I'm like, it won't be as good, no offense. It, he, it just can't be. It can't be because of what you're allowed to do in television now. And if you don't do what you're allowed to do in television, it comes off as a hokey thing. It's I don't know. It's like lightning in a bottle to me. Do you remember the movie? I Like the the 80s movie? Yeah, I remember there being a movie. <laughs> but I don't oh. remember anything about it. I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of stuff when I was a little kid. My mom was like real strict. It wasn't like a religious thing either. It was just a mania. She's just a maniac. Back it's like, then. no, you're too young. Can't watch it. Oh, my gosh. She was like, you can't watch music videos. You're supposed to listen to music, not watch them, and blah, blah, blah. And you can't what? watch. I know. <laughs> I 
And you can't watch, you can't do that on television because it's pig humor and it's... Oh, she called it... What? She called it base humor. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, this is such a chore. Whereas in my household, we're watching Psycho and, like, what is it, Saturday night? With all the lights off, and watching like Psycho too, and I'm like 11, and I'm like Jesus. I had to watch the the first Power, if you remember that real gem from back. The first, oh my God, the first Power. That's right, with Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh wow! I had to watch that behind my mother's back. Really? And and it's that movie. Oh wow! Yeah, it was a real, uh, it was a real experience trying to like sneak in movies. Yeah, I never had a problem with, like, watching movies and stuff. My dad was watching, like, Police Academy, the first one. Oh, God. She would never... That was, t- that was not for kids. It's not for this kid, let me tell you that. <laughs> that base humor. And I'm like, aw, bad news. Fart jokes are funny forever. I mean, I understand the raunchiness, but... The raunchy humor, but you can't do that on television, really? Oh, my gosh. She just didn't like any of it. But that was on, that was on a kid's channel. Mm. Doesn't matter. She didn't know. No. No. Wow. I know. And I can't even blame God. This is just <laughs> stuff she invented on her own. What did your dad used to say? Your dad was in line with her? Or your dad was like, come on, seriously? He wouldn't. They. I don't think they were married yet. Oh, okay. Because it's my stepdad. So when there was no dad, there was no dad to tell us otherwise. <laughs> it was just my mom. Oh, all right. And then she wouldn't let us buy music that was um, that had the sticker on it. And she well, that, that that was my parents too. And my dad becomes my dad, and uh, she was like, "Don't encourage them." So then he wound up <laughs> also buying like Marilyn Manson CDs on the sly. Like we're all in it together <laughs> as teenagers, <laughs> and my dad. <laughs> Your mother doesn't like Marilyn Manson, but I like Marilyn. Manson. <laughs> And this is like, this is before he lost his mind. That Not my dad, uh, Marilyn Manson. Okay. So, like, they were still he's good, lost relatively. The, he's lost his mind? Really? Oh, my God. He looks like, I don't know. It doesn't look good to me. It doesn't sound good. It looks try-hard and sounds try-hard, and I don't like it. Well, maybe he's trying to change with the times, you know? No. No, he's trying to no. stay with the old times, and that's what makes it sadder. Oh, don't say that. Sorry about it. Everybody can fight me in the comments. <laughs> I went to see them live a couple of years back with, like, Papa Roach and Disturbed or something. And uh, nobody was good. I left in the middle of their set. <laughs> Disturbed was, was, wasn't even good? No. But we were at Jones Beach, so. Oh, okay. Do with that what you will. The sound there is horrible because of the venue. The where it's not Because it's all open ocean behind, it's very difficult to, like, get good sound unless you're in the box seats. Uh-huh, gotcha. So the further back you are, the worse it's going to sound. And I was in some pretty low-level seats. I didn't have a good connect at the time. But when I went to see Chicago, I had a really good connect that got us, like, 11th row seats. And uh, it was outrageous. It was so, so good. They were amazing. They played all of Chicago, too, front to back. Oh, first, nice. In their first set. And then their second set, they, they rolled out all the good 80s hits that everybody, except my husband, liked. So... I like it a lot. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not as good. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate the whole catalog. 
I've been following this at the Houston Astros debacle too. Oh, I I the whole cheating thing. I hadn't followed it, but everybody's like, it's like super pissed about it. Yeah, because basically they're basically crapping the bed with this whole thing. I don't Instead mean of, just like apologize. Just be like, Oops, yeah, sorry, but they're sorry. not they're not going to. Or don't yeah, or don't apologize. Just be like, sorry, we got caught. Which no, is but a that's what that's what they're getting in trouble for. Because some of the players apologize, and some of them are like. No, I'm not going to apologize. They we should get a good team. Yeah, I don't think they should apologize. Stealing signs does not make you win the World Series. I'm sorry to say. You still... It does if you know what pitch is coming. No, it doesn't because you always knew what Mariano Rivera's pitch was because he had one pitch. Yeah, but you didn't know when he was going to throw it. You knew he was going to throw. Those He's going to throw it every time because he only threw that one pitch. <laughs> no, he had two pitches. He had the fastball and the curve. He had and... one. But you didn't know. You didn't know which order they were coming though. It doesn't matter. You still need the the strength, the coordination, and the talent to be able to hit it. Regardless, it doesn't. I'm or you can lay, or you can lay off it and get walks. That's true. And um, that's what they were doing. They've been stealing signs since they invented baseball signs. Yeah, and just because you have a digital yeah, way of doing it doesn't matter. It's still you know they still been doing it. It's yeah, the same. Yeah, but the issue is crime. the issue is they're using technology, and you're not supposed to use technology in that way. So you're telling so. me that if they got caught stealing signs in the analog way where they have a plant out in the audience and they figure out what the signs are and they oh they have the second basement yeah that's more is coded over then then that's okay yeah that's allowed but that's not allowed <laughs> well when i say it's not allowed they're not gonna but it's the nobody's same... gonna penalize them for it that's crazy that's the same kind of cheating whether i sent it to you in morris code or i tap it out on a garbage can because I got it digitally. It's still the same sign has been stolen and the same pitch knowledge is still acquired. Yeah, yeah, but they're just salty about something because it's not baseball if somebody's not mad that somebody did something, <laughs> whether it's steroids or stole or sniffed up the first baseline and allowed hookers into the clubhouse. <laughs> Everybody got something well... to say. They should just back. Well, the Mets don't have a manager anymore. Well, no, they do now, but they were supposed to have Beltran. But when that happened, they just let him go. No, he let himself go because, uh, you know, he was like, I do not want to share. Well, yeah, because, the well, he was a ringleader the whole thing. Yeah, whatever. He was. He could have. I mean, that's fine. He could have brought that talent to our team. <laughs> you guys would have stole signs, too. We wouldn't see. That's what I'm saying. And, even and with the sign, and magically win the World Series. Like, how'd you guys win the World Series? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Even if we had the signs, we're just trash. We're not going to be able to do anything about it. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that perception is they're like crapping the bed with this whole thing. Well, too bad. It's what's done is done. They're not stealing signs digitally anymore. They'll just put somebody back no. out. And steal it the old-fashioned way, I guess. And the thing is, once the season starts, everyone's oh, they, everyone's going to boom and throw at them. And Well, not the Houston Astros fans. I'm sure they're like, get away from no, us. The, no, like, some of them, a lot of Houston Astros fans are pissed. Ah, uh, whatever. The heat will die off. I'm pretty sure, but not this year. I, I'm trying to make a segue for bargain hunting because I got a bargain. <laughs> I got such a good bargain to go from Newark to Rome, Italy uh, in September. Wow. Uh, for both of us. This is the total for both flights, including layovers in Brussels and layovers in 
Switzerland that are long enough for you to leave the airport and go enjoy the cities that those airports are in is $730. What airline? United there and Swiss back. Okay. You got to be able to, to change airlines instead of just booking with one airline. If you book between two airlines, you can wind up with... They wind up having a, a running a special on one of the days, like the day you're leaving. But then mm-hmm. on the way back, that same airline will have a very expensive flight on the way back, and that just raises the price. So if you're willing to switch airlines, and uh, even at the layover points, if you want... If you have the patience to look for uh, bouncing flights, you can also wind up with a pretty good discount that way, too. So, like, when we land in Brussels, we'll switch to a Lufthansa flight, and and if you do that, you wind up with, like, a lot. Are you breathing real heavy into the mic right now? Because all I hear is you breathing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. You're like, <sighs> I'm like, Darth Vader, <laughs> I'm glad you're going to go to Italy. <laughs> So that's it. Uh, that's how I find my bargains. It's just a lot of oh. a lot of patience. What are you going like cheap flights and stuff like that? Cheapflights.com? Nope, it's just all like manual searches. You start with Google Flights and then you branch out from there. And you go to ah. to individual. So now because this is multiple flights and I saw where all the prices were, once you dump all that information into Travelocity yeah. and you know which flight numbers are the flight numbers you can book it through a Travelocity or an Expedia uh, for the same price instead of booking it a la carte. That's kind of cool. So, yeah, I mean, it takes, like, it takes a lot of, not work, but, like, you have to put in a, a, a medium amount of effort to to know <laughs> how to get a bargain going. And that, I'm okay. a bargain life. You can't be, I can't be paying no full price. And somebody I know was like, oh, you should go up to like business class i'm like are you high it's like an extra two thousand dollars a person <laughs> and they're like yeah but all the money you saved there i'm like no 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 you don't take that money and you put it into the flight screw the flight i won't even like i won't even pay the extra money to pick seats so i can sit next to my husband that's not even wow. necessary i'm like all i'm gonna do is take pills and fall asleep he doesn't have to sit next to me for that you know who else likes to travel who the SG1 team. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that was that was very good. Very good segue. Sick segue, bro. Thank you, thank you. The episode we're doing this week is Cora I. Yes, Cora I. And I then, thought it was Cora Al when I first saw it, and I was like, wait, no, that's, that doesn't sound right. Coral. <laughs> Coral. That's right. That's what it, and that's what it is. That's where they got his name from. Get in the house. <laughs> that show's still on the air. Why? I don't know, but I know it is. And that's uh, ridiculous. I'm like, is that still on the air? <laughs> I stopped after season three, but... Anyway. Nah, I made it a little bit further. I stopped right in the middle of... I guess it was Negan's like redemption arc, it seemed like. And I was like, oh, I'm checking out. Goodbye. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're not doing this. Uh, but it's that was many years ago, and it's still still going still weekly. Still going, huh? Going weekly. <laughs> uh, so the opening of this episode, nobody's there, but like lots of food's out and things are cooking. So where'd everybody go? Yeah. Uh, they all like crawl out of wherever they were hiding. 
The farce. Yeah, that's... I mean, are you telling me that Goa'uld couldn't figure out that they just ran into a nearby cave? Give me a break. I mean, that'll I mean, come into play down the line. I'm sure they figure things out, but it takes them a while. They're like, oh, they're like ninjas. I'm like, they're not like ninjas. Look at them. <laughs> Where'd they go? <laughs> we can't possibly chase them down in these woods. These are so much different than other planet woods that the natives hide in. <laughs> this is better yeah. woods. They're slicker woods. <laughs> this part of Vancouver is much slicker. It's like, guys, the village is only so big. There are only a few places they can hide. Yeah, really. And they're on foot, so... And if it was really that big a problem, just burn those woods to the ground. And then then what are you going to do? Hide in what? We burnt your woods to the ground. <laughs> it sounds to me like Apophis doesn't care enough about this planet to be culling them that often. Right. So this one guy hates Teal'c because you killed his father. Prepare to die. I was waiting for that. It's, it's, it's uh, played by Kevin McNally. I, don't I know, know who he is because he's been in Atlantis and the Outer Limits, a couple of Outer Limits, Limits episodes. Who is he in Atlantis? He is, okay, remember that one episode where it's like Taylor and the Doc go to like find her people and uh-huh. this guy who like comes out, he's like, they think he's like a Janai spy. Oh, okay. But then it turns out he's like a, a wraith worshiper. Oh, Oh, I can't wait to get to that series. So good. <laughs> oh, the Janine was so good. I had a crush on that guy, too. That's right. One of the Fratellis is the Robert... forgot his last Robert name. Davi? Robert Davi. Yep. That's, like, he's part like of my old man, old man no. fetish. You like the Janai? I thought they were just annoying. Oh, no. I really like them. Because they're, they're not quite Nazi-ish, but like they are. But they're not they're, like superior race like six, Nazi. They're, they're like, like 60 years behind. They're not like superior race Nazi kind, but they're like at that level of technology of World War II, and I like that. Yeah. I really like that about them. They, they found a way to um, have their culture grow technologically behind the wraith's back in this case. I, I mean, like that. that was a cool aspect. I really love it. Okay, well, we'll talk about that at Atlantis. Oh my god, I can't wait. It's so good. We're here at the Cora Eye now. This is. Wraiths are doing whatever they're doing at this time. They say that they're going to do a Cora Eye for Teal'c, which I assume is like due process. That's like foreign due process. Yeah, of course. Guess who figures it out? Miss Daniel Jackson. Oh, Daniel. This is. I don't know. This paints Daniel in a. In a very good light, like he's very smart. So not letting him do a lot of stuff, he's unwise. I would, anytime you need no. words, him. Which no, like, Daniel is smart. He's just too much, a little bit of a know-it-all. Because he knows it all. Doesn't know That's it all. That's the problem. <laughs> but he does he, know it all. <laughs> he doesn't know math. I mean, he like give him a minute. <laughs> Get there. <laughs> I like, and Jack's like, how do you know it was religious? Maybe it's a swap meet. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's, I want to imagine that it was a swap meet. That nobody went into the woods to pray to whomever. They all just went into the woods for a swap meet. <laughs> for a swap meet. <laughs> that is so funny. It makes me wonder if they do multiple takes on lines like that, and if Richard Dean Anderson changed it every time. I should have asked him when I met him. But it didn't occur to me to just Like, how now. do you know they didn't go for, like, a singer's convention? Or how do you know they didn't go for, like, I don't know, a concert? So, 
<laughs> like um, I saw like a little behind the scenes thing from maybe oh Endgame. So when they were doing Endgame, and Thor says, "Do you know what my blood is full of?" And the answer, <laughs> um, cheese whiz. It's cheese whiz. But they went through like very many takes not many takes but every time they did a take the line was different so one time it was Funyuns and another time it was something else (laughs) so that i thought of that for this and i was like i wonder if it's swap meat every time or he thinks of a different reason and swap meat just run it one out yeah like swap meat was just the best take like it could have been Funyuns in the end for thor which may i almost died every time he says something it's just so funny (laughs) <laughs> when you like comedic actors in there and they they're like you pick the line i'm like this is gonna be the best oh man always yeah, let the comedians it's the way do. don Cheadle delivers it too holy cow it is it is chef's kiss is what it is <laughs> it's not a swap meet they find out and they arrest teal they arrest Teal. no teal gills himself up well well they have guns to him which is the arresting <laughs> they have, part they have crossbows <laughs> all right they're crossbows they have crossbows. I'm pretty sure half of them don't know how to use them. They're not real crossbows, though. They're like <laughs> slingshot crossbows. That's fine. They're decorative. And uh, and Jack's like, oh, don't worry. We could spring you out of this. Like, what is this? Two twigs? T- t- fine. We'll just get you out of here and we'll two, leave. Two twigs and, like, uh, rubber band? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, anybody could get out of this. This is not exactly holding us back. But Teal's like, I will not, I will not run. He gets, he's like a little, I was like, Tails really going to die on that cross for this. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. He's just, <laughs> he is carrying his own cross, setting it up and climbing on top. I think that's the episode where he's like, I want that Emmy. Yeah. He's shedding tears even. Yeah. Uh, Jack's like, I'm going to be Tails lawyer. I'm like, once again, Daniel should be the lawyer. Why? Would you think that you can do this? Yeah, and even even Sam is like, I think Daniel might be a bit better than this. I'm like, you're not exactly the most diplomatic guy we know. <laughs> you were just. I think pers- the word we're looking for is a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, after they go through like the, it's not really a trial. It's just more like the offended party's just gonna lay it out there for everybody, so they all know that he's offended and that this one's gonna die. Yeah, they try to make do like American ideals, like innocent until proven guilty, and they're just like, what the hell is that? Even Daniel was like, that's not really how it works, like, normally. <laughs> normal people don't do this. <laughs> and he's like, shut up, Daniel. He's like, judges should be impartial. Why? <laughs> they're like, anybody with a mind has an opinion. And we're like, that's more than fair and more than accurate to our own. Yeah, pretty much. So when they when they go back through the gate, they're like, "We're just gonna go get a couple of extra guns." <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, Jack, this is why you can't be the lawyer." You realize, <laughs> because if you're losing your case, you can't just show back up with some guns. It's like, it's, oh, case dismissed. It's like if my cousin Vinny was like, "This isn't going well," so I showed up with some guns. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're not helping. Uh, but Hammond is doubling down on how mean he is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And him, say, him saying the govern the U.S. government doesn't interfere. <laughs> the look of yeah, Jackson, Jack's like since when? The shock on both of their faces for that. They were like, uh, what though?" <laughs> right. <laughs> since when? And he's like, "What about Teal'c?" He's like, "Teal'c's not a citizen. He's not an American. He's not even Earthling." 
Yeah, that's a that's a real punch to the gut. I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that. And mm-hmm. they're like, he's guilty of a lot of war crimes, so we have to let his little war crimes trial. And they're like, he's a war criminal. Yes, he's a war criminal. All of that stuff is bad. <laughs> and. Like, it's not that Hammond doesn't have a point, but, like, he could have brought that point up instead of being, like, the government doesn't give a toss whether or not Tilk lives or dies. <laughs> he could have he could have put that or to the side. Or lie and be like, the U.S. doesn't interfere in other countries' problems. I'm like, yeah. um, what? I'm like, don't. He could have just lied by omission and just left it. Left that to the side, that's not helping anyone, and just put it forth that he's a war criminal and that's bound to happen on more than one world. <laughs> I think 10 more seconds, they both would have been like, really? Really, dude? Really? Yeah, like, they were... Whatever. They don't get their their army to go in and break Teal free. But, I mean, even even country... Like, when people are held... Per, like, if somebody gets arrested, that we have a whole show about it called Locked Up Abroad. The American <laughs> government isn't exactly pounding down Italy's door to break you out of jail because you're an idiot. Right? So, yeah, I don't know how much, like... uh how far off that was is, like, if you get yourself arrested and it's war crimes, I mean, we'd like it if you came back. But I, I don't really recall a lot of operations where we just gunned our way in to get a individual back. <laughs> to get one guy who's responsible for killing a whole bunch of people. I imagine it, if, if it does come to that, that's not a thing we get to know about as regular folk. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not sending in SEAL Team 6. Yeah, they're not like, don't forget to make this the front page of the newspaper. (laughs) Our secret weapons and secret missions and stuff. So they don't get to go gun gun teal out. So then Daniel's like, alright, this is my time to shine. This is my Matthew McConaughey (laughs) time to kill shine (laughs) moment. Time to uh, become a lawyer. He even dramatically takes his glasses off. I mean, wow. He's really... Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, there is no jury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he even he even does like the convincing speech. Yeah, he's yeah. That's what I mean. Like he's like really doing his Matthew McConaughey best. And uh, Matthew McConaughey. It, that's right. He's a time to die. That movie ruled. So then, <laughs> he, oh, time to kill. A time to kill. Yeah, that's this is a time to kill situation. As imagine far as he's white, right? <laughs> as far as like lawyers go, they're like, imagine he wasn't Jafar, mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, right? Could you imagine if he said that? That would I would never stop laughing. They could never sell that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this came out before that movie came out, but it probably came out after the book at least had come out because oh, okay. it's based on a book. He's uh, sentenced to die by his own weapon, and uh, so when. When Jack comes back without uh, reinforcements, it looks like the place has been turned over. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-mm. And, look, and like, they're like, huh, does this look familiar? Yeah, they're like, this looks bad. And uh, and then you see some uh, other Jaffa, uh, John Grissom novel. Okay, yeah, Time to Kill was a John Grissom novel that was released in mm-hmm. 1989. So there you have it. The movie came out in 96. I don't remember when this show came out. Yeah, so they, um, let's see. Where am I? Okay. Oh, before the Jaffa show up, Teal'c says that he's going to donate his body to Earthling Science. <laughs> donate my body to science. So he's an organ donor. That's nice. Be an organ donor. Mm-hmm. I'm an organ donor. When I renewed my license to, I have like the super extra great New York license, which means I get to go to Canada and Mexico whenever I want. 
Oh, that's fantastic. I changed where, because I moved to Suffolk County, I changed my voting district. Uh, updated, I'm a organ donor. I made sure that they put glasses as a restriction. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yep. So, Tilk's an organ donor, and that's on his Greek His card. driver's license. It's on his, <laughs> yeah, his driver's license. I hope somebody's well, teaching he, him how to drive. Can't he drive, though? Can't he? Somebody's going to teach him how to drive. Who's going to teach him how to drive? I mean, he can fly a ship. It's so. Janet. It's Janet. Janet. She definitely, she's like, I'm going to teach Tilk to drive. All right, Tilk, hands on 10 and 2. <laughs> right, she's like, don't tell anyone, but we're going to learn how to drive today. <laughs> that would be great. I want to know back behind the scenes stuff like that. Like, That would be great if it was her. Three-point turn, three-point turn. So after the Jaffa, oh God, funny. After the Jaffa show up, the the son of the the dead father. Oh, I skipped over something. That um, the, oh, that Daniel uses when he gets to be the lawyer. He goes out into the village and like throws a wink and a smile toward the young lady who was gonna be his be Teal's lawyer and gets the mm-hmm. scoop on what was going on at the time. Uh, which is that? Oh yeah, yeah. Teal killed Dad because he was like the weakest link. He gets info. So, uh, but the the son doesn't care if it was for a good reason or not. Uh, and when the the Jaffa show up, they he ties up Teal. This is cold. This is cold shit. It's cold business. Tying up tying up Teal and making sure that he uh, he can't get away. Uh, yeah. So he's and he's like. Listen to me, son. If I die in the attempt, you make sure that somebody kills that man. He's like, yeah, you got to die. You make goodbye. sure someone tells me that I want my sentence to be carried out and kill that guy. He's like, okay, dad, goodbye. Get go. Okay, bye-bye now. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs> See you later. Because uh, he ended up giving Teal'c a gun. Uh, not a gun. Uh, a knife to cut his, uh, his to ties free. Yeah, to cut his restraints. And then he kicks him Jaffa ass. Mm-hmm. And he died. This didn't seem necessary. It didn't look like any of those Jaffa were going to open fire on the huddled women on the stairs. Oh, the um, the dive that he does. <laughs> it, it looked like they were aiming at him, Teal'c. And it looked like Teal'c then dove out of the way and they tried to follow his dive. So it looks like he was blocking the huddled women with his body. But it looks like he kind of put them in danger by jumping in their direction. <laughs> Yeah, I never understood how the Jafar conquered, like, worlds, because their they fight, like, choreography is so, like, clumsy sometimes. It's like a pile of stormtroopers, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, they actually hit people, though, sometimes. Sometimes. So, yeah, so, uh, so that guy, the guy with the dead father, forgives Teal'c, because, uh... Yeah, because he realizes that, you know, Teal'c's a good guy, and he killed his dad, so he can save the rest of them. And then he, uh... He did that dive bomb in front of the ladies to say, keep the ladies safe, except it seemed like he was just getting out of the way of himself, but he'll take it. He was just showing his abs. You know? That was, that was <laughs> painted abs. He's like, oh, I jumped with no shirt. Oh, where's my shirt? Gotta love a painted execution. <laughs> they're like, we have to execute you. Take that shirt off, sir. <laughs> oh, like when they're like painting him and stuff? Yes. Like, I get to do it. I get to do it. See, people always think that it's uh, it's about setting a thirst trap where the women have the barely any clothes, but it's it men works too. better when it's men. 
Yeah, Jason Momoa is like king of that. Ooh. Oh, he is. He's my what a good what a good guy. I think he knows it too that he's a thirst trap. That's why he walks around. Of course he does. He's known it. He knew it back then. <laughs> back in his probably back in his Baywatch days. He's in Baywatch. Did he though? I don't. Th- I don't think he fully embraced it though as he does now. No. Well, because once once he joins up with Stargate, then he gets to go to all the conventions and watch like the people like faint as he walks by. Yeah, I think that's where he got started. Conventions will let you know really quick where you stand. <laughs> He's probably like, holy crap, man. I'm, th- I'm, I'm knee deep in this. <laughs> On a thirsty scale. <laughs> a convention lets you know. I'm like, whew, deactive attack, I better. I think they should let those guys keep some of those Jaffa weapons. Well, they do say in the end, they do say, well, yeah, we'll help you defend yourselves. They're not going to give them real guns, though. They're going to leave them with no- nothing. They're never going to review some of these guys ever again. <laughs> No, they'll train them to use, like, P90s and stuff. No, because, nah. They're going to give them, like, something, but, like, I don't know. Maybe they'll give them that if they wind up being more useful than not. Yeah, well, I mean... We'll never know, because they're never going to visit these people ever again. Never, ever again. (laughs) Oh, I guess guess nobody's going to tell Teal'c the bad news, which is... They said to Teal, we're going to go get some more firepower and we'll be right back. And Teal's like, I'm never going to run. He's like, I'll Mr. T you if I have to. Do not make <laughs> it come to that. And then they come back without further reinforcements, which means nobody's going to tell Teal that the companies that he's working for and helping the people. Doesn't of give a crap about him. Nope. They, they're like, oh, yeah, we asked for it. But they were like. Ah, he's an alien, so who cares? <laughs> he's okay. not one of us. You know? Like, that's bad. That's really bad. So, on this episode, what do you give it out of stars? Yeah, I give it a three. Wow, that's good. I give it two stars, because yeah. it's fine. Only because Tilk, like, really stretches after. You fell for that thirst trap, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> And then he started, he started like crying and he's like, I've never been this. He was like racked with guilt in this episode. Those are some real Jaffa tears. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen of the Academy, please note <laughs> my real Jaffa tears. Uh, I gave it two stars because I thought it was fine. It's fine. It's a C grade, non-mandatory. Definitely doesn't forward much. Yeah, it's just character building for Tilk. That's how I see it. It is, and it's good. So, yeah, that's what I mean. It's fine. It It's not bad. I haven't come across an episode that's, like, truly bad yet. I mean, I'm sure they, they're there. I'm sure there are bad episodes to be found. Like, there's bad episodes of the X-Files. There's bad episodes of everything. But, oh, um, there are bad episodes of the X-Files. I, I, trust me. I know. I, I'm <laughs> familiar with all of them. And uh, it's okay. Not everything can be great. 20 hours is a lot. It's a big ask. And back then it was 24. Because it was 24 episodes per season, generally. That's a big ask. You're about to have one or two clunkers. You know? I watched the preview for next week's episode. I don't remember anything about it. But these aliens look fun. Yeah, yeah. And the big bad, as usual, is the man, TM. Mm-hmm. So the man is going to be like, you give me that X-Man. Because it looks like aliens, but the X-Men walking through walls and all that. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, you give me the Invisible Man. Well, too late. The Invisible Man has left. But he hasn't because he's invisible. You'll never know. The man. (laughs) 
Yeah. What is the government doing? I can't wait to find out, like, what the government's problem here is. Ah, the glad that pesky government. The man, I can't believe, well, I mean, the man interferes a lot in these early seasons, but then, like, they get less and less involved, I think. I think? But I can't swear to that. Uh, it's in between. I don't really remember. Like, you hear from them every now and then, and it's like, oh, these guys again? Teal, by the way, so, before we go, you should know. That Tilk offering his body to science for study makes me correct in my assumption that even if a Jaffa dies, or you kill a bunch of uh, baby Jaffa, like the ones that were that Daniel created, you can still study those for scientific purposes. The government doesn't have to act so indignant just because it can't perform vivisection on a living Jaffa. Well, Actually, you always want the living subject because you want to see how it responds to stimuli. I know, but it's... Whoa. It's... Uh... I know, right? <laughs> it isn't... It's frowned upon. Like, if they tried to do that with a human now, like, just cut them open while they're alive and just to be like, I wonder what this is, they, you're not yeah, allowed but, to do that anymore. I mean, that, yeah, I Yeah, but they don't consider him human. They consider him an alien, so... Yeah, but he's still got feelings and a th- thought process and stuff. He's a sentient being. I know, we're the worst. Humans, this is why <laughs> aliens don't come here, because they know. By observation, they know what we're going to do. All they're going to do is kill us and cut us open. Right, we're going to act like that. And then, but the truth is, is we think aliens are going to come here to take over our planet, to ruin us and kill us and experiment on us because that's what we would do. We're projecting. Mm-hmm. Like, humanity, stop projecting. <laughs> and maybe... Superior races will come visit us, but probably not because we'll never stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Except the ET aliens, though. They're never coming. <laughs> Fun fact about ET: I just found out. Mm-hmm. Spielberg said that ET is pl- a plant-based alien. Oh. Have because you... he can remember how he didn't know like what the dog was, but he saw a plant and he like reacted to the plant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, because plants plant, and look generally like plants, probably the universe over, but like, I don't know, dogs wouldn't evolve up the same way, but leaves are just leaves everywhere. Mm-hmm. That adds up. I like that. Got anything to promote this week? Uh, <laughs> uh, not really. I'm going to say, go listen to my other podcast as well, Last God Standing. I've been told uh, the woman who is running it but maybe i'll text her after this we're gonna do a live episode at beltane so oh if anybody wants to come to that it's on long island it's called beltane in the park may i leave a link when is what is when is beltane again it's in may 2nd ah, it's a saturday okay. we're gonna rate and review uh the gods we're in the middle of the greek and roman pantheons and we just did a uh, hecate so go give that a listen and you can find us, ZPN Stargate, everywhere on Facebook and Gmail and Twitter and Instagram. It's all at ZPM Stargate. And leave us a message. Do you wish we had, do you have something that you think we should be saying or looking at from a technical aspect or from an acting aspect? If you. Oh, critiques, you know, oh. if, you don't like, if you don't like me. <laughs> Aw, don't. Like do not invite that kind of negativity into your life. <laughs> you know what I mean. I saw the the trailer for Green Knight, the Green Knight. I don't know if you'd seen it. 
I haven't seen the trailer. The last trailer I saw was the uh, the Iron Mask. Oh, okay. Jackie Chan and uh, ridiculous. Uh, Arnold it's... Schwarzenegger. It's garbage. Listen, it's but never I'm going to see be... it. It's not going to be as good as Dragon Blade, which is the movie with John Cusack and Jackie oh Chan. My... Oh my God! I thought I was the only one that saw that. <sighs> you are not. It is perfect. Everything... And Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody, absolute gem. He's a gem. That movie is insanity. I love it so much. It is. I'm like, first of all, Romans, did Romans used to fight like that? Really? I who knows? I don't know. Who cares? Did they talk like that? Probably not. No. no. <laughs> did John Cusack just come in and play himself? I'm afraid so. Yeah. Pretty much did. It's so good. Uh, but The Green Knight is a retelling of Sir Gwen in The Green Knight. And Gwen is played by Dev Patel. And it looks really? terrific. Oh my goodness. It looks so good. Uh, so that's like so a it's, it's going. It's, is it going to follow the Arthurian? The, yeah. The whole Arthurian? Oh, wow. So yeah, somebody finally woke up and realized there's more than one story in the Arthurian legends. It isn't just Well, to me, they never movies never really capture like, how, like the actual King Arthur thing. I mean, they can. They just choose not to. They're like, I've got like, a new twist. Like, the last really good one that I remember seeing was Camelot. Well, yeah, that's likely. Well, this looks to be the real deal. You see the Green Knight, and the effects makeup looks really good, and Def Patel looks amazing. And I think they're just they're going to tell, like, that literal story, and that's it. They say there's a twist, need, but I'm pretty they sure... Need, they, they need to. I'm pretty sure the twist is that Dev Patel is going... Okay, they need to, yeah, because they never seem to get King Arthur right to me. Even, no, even the, uh, the uh, what's his name? What's his name? The Clive Owen one. I love that one, though. They tried to Do make you? that seem more historically accurate than the Arthurian legends are, because in real Arthurian legend, there's like a lot of dragons and whatever, and magic and holy grails to be found. and. So just do a whatever. movie about that. I mean, I think yeah, they could, but the, when they did um, Clive Owen's version, they wanted it to seem more like how more a real, accurate. yeah, like how a real King Arthur would become King Arthur by being a Roman general, being stranded in England when Rome retreats and stuck with the Pictish people and that kind of thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did like, uh, I, I enjoyed the movie. Like, I liked um, Stellan Sarsgaard's mm. character. He was kind of cool. I like everybody in that movie. I was, uh, talk about Thirsty. Jeez. <laughs> that's me watching Ray, the movie. What was it Ray Winston? That was ever, that's future Hannibal and Will Graham. So oh that's my God, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> that's delicious news. He, he is in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Very good. He, They're both in it. Yeah, it was, it was good. I thought it was pretty good. But as far as, like, the actual, like, magic and myth of it all... That's not true. I what did I watch? That Merlin. I really liked the miniseries Merlin with Sam Neill. That is, I will die on that hill for that miniseries. Merlin, it's, yeah. is it that good? It is outstanding. It is truly outstanding. There's um, and it's all told told from uh, Merlin's point of view. So when you get uh, Mordred and Queen Mab and Martin Short's in it, he's amazing. Oh, I thought Goodness. you were talking about uh, the BBC version. No, 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 of Merlin. Oh no, I don't. I don't care. Because I, I heard good things about that one. I'm sure it's fine. 
Uh, I'm talking about the the Sam Neill, where Sam Neill is Merlin. It is. Oh, okay. Absolutely, epically wonderful. I gotta check it out. It's really, really good. Uh, because they don't shy away from the magic of it all. And there's a lot of magic to it. So, And it doesn't look like they're going to shy away from any of the magic in Sir Gawain and the Green Knight either. If the Green Knight looks the way it looks in the trailer, then it's not mm-hmm. going to be like a knight in green armor. He's got the whole like green man look, which is uh, real exciting to me. Uh, Get yeah, they, never, they always do King Arthur. They never do the other stories. Yeah, double down on the magic. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I want to see some dragons. And don't do it like how they did Beowulf. Oh my God, that was terrible. No, I don't think they're going to. I think, I think they're really going to do right by it, and I can't wait to see okay. it. And I love Dev Patel so much. I will watch anything. I'll watch him take a dump for two hours. And I'm like, oh my God, I love <laughs> this guy so much. He's made it to a couple of calendars. He's very, very good. All right, I didn't know you were such a Dev Patel fan. Yes, more him. Uh, that's it. Otherwise, you got. I don't remember why I brought up the Green Knight. Oh, because you were inviting negativity by having people tell you you don't like, they don't like you. Uh, people watched that, and don't worry, in the comments, they already let everybody know what a piece of garbage it is and how it's historically inaccurate because Dev Patel is not white. But isn't King Arthur supposedly fiction? Right, I said, well, is that a period-accurate dragon? <laughs> right. What are you talking about? That's like when they did the whole thing with the mermaid, and they're like, oh, well... It's not really historically accurate because she wouldn't be black. I'm like, she's a mermaid. <laughs> People are too much. It's just not that much of a stretch. None yeah, because I, I was on a thread and they were like, oh, well, you know, the mermaids aren't supposed to be black. I'm like, really? How many mermaids do you know? Yeah, like, stop being a white supremacist mermaid, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. So, yeah, you yeah, don't have to like... invite the negativity. Don't worry, somebody will show up with it anyway. When nobody asked yeah. for it. Or how come there are no black people in Frozen? I'm like, because it's a fictional story? Well, you'll be excited to know that the guy who talks to the reindeer in Frozen, <coughs> mm-hmm. what's, what's that guy's name, Kristoff or something? Kristoff, yeah. In the stage version, he is black, so. I mean, it doesn't make a difference to me. It's not going to change my life. Nope, it doesn't. And uh, I think the play version is better than the cartoon version. Really? That's my opinion. I think the vocal performance is better, and they take the folk and turn them into real folk. Instead of, like, talking rocks or whatever's going on in the cartoon, they're actual actual folk, fairy folk. And uh, it's really good. It's really... Go see the play, everybody. Do it. Do it, do it now. Do it now. Do it, do it now. Uh, Yeah, I liked it a lot more than I liked the cartoon. Let's see. The last Disney play I saw was uh, Newsies. Wow. How was it? That was, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. Newsies is good. Oh, yeah. Nobody's yes. putting up a kerfuffle about casting choices in, in any of the Disney musicals on the stage. But nobody ever puts up a fuss on the stage, do they? No, it's only for the movies. Weird. Mm-hmm. Any rate, I guess that's enough Broadway chat. And go watch some previews. Tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about uh, Stargate-wise. If you'd like... Uh, if you would recast it for if they decide to reboot the entire thing and start over, who would you cast as whom? Uh, ah, that's a good question. Never gave much thought. You give that thought, and then we'll pick up the thread next week and think about who in new actors you would put in in these roles. Think outside the box. 
Liam Neeson. <laughs> As who? Hammond? Yeah. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Save it for next week. Okay. <laughs> Until next week, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>